Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Creative strategic thinking. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, alongside Ron Price for our weekly conversations, joined today by Professor Tim. So good to see you both. Thank, Thank you, Dale. Thank good you, Dale. to be with you. So uh, these conversations, this series, uh, we're diving into the new book by Ron, Professor Tim Waima, and Evans Baya called Strategic Optimizing Strategy for Results. Uh, and you can find out more about the book at OptimizingStrategyForResults.com. Ron was holding it up. You know, Ron, I'm thinking about from a video perspective uh, because this platform only shows who's talking. I was talking, so people didn't see it while they while we raise the book. But while you raise the book, why don't you talk to us about the three of you collaborating on this? Yeah, this is, uh, we've had some wonderful conversations about strategy through the years, Dale. And um, in 20, in January of 2020, we sat down and said, you know what, we ought to go ahead and see if we can do, we should explore whether we can find the energy to collaborate effectively around this. We worked on an outline and threw it back and forth via email and then in April of 2020, because we were homebound, we decided this is the time to start doing it. So every Friday morning, we would have a Zoom call where we would have writing assignments. We would talk about them. We would come back and read what we had written and have further conversation. And it was over 40 Zoom meetings that it took us to get this book written. And then it went through several edits after that as we shared it with other people and got their advice. And I can't tell you how happy I think all three of us are with yeah. the results. We created something together that none of us could have created alone. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about writing in a collaborative way. So the book details these seven stages of, of strategy, looking at strategy really as a holistic ongoing I'll call it a virtuous cycle uh, that takes place inside of an organization. Uh, it starts with establishing the foundation for strategy, building strategic intelligence, and then today we're talking through this idea of creative strategic thinking. So uh, what are some of the, th the, the, the outcomes that we're looking for as we work through this stage of creative thinking? We've actually crossed a bridge as we move from stage two to stage three. We consider stage one and two as being preparing for strategy. Mm -hmm. So in stage one, we're looking at our foundations, which are made up of our purpose and our vision and our values. In stage two, we're developing strategic intelligence, which we talked about in depth in the previous episode. But now we're moving from preparing for strategy to creating strategy as we move into stage three. Creative strategic thinking, or another way of thinking about it, is creating strategic options. And this was a really fun thing for us to talk yes, about. Yes. I think we're, everybody's a little bit different. I tend to be the person who loves the creative side more than the analytical side. So this is where I get a lot of energy from. Yes. Yes, and, and moving from stage two to stage three, stage two, really the outcome of, uh, of stage two, is the intelligence and that becomes the basis for the strategy and in this third stage this is where now we look at uh, the outcome of stage two the intelligence that we have gathered 
and come up with strategic options. What options exist for us for the future? And those, those, those are the options we shall choose uh, for, our strategy, for our strategy. So that the main outcome of this is creating as many options, strategic options as possible, from which we have a rich selection uh, of the possible directions. You know, Dale, I think that one of the most important things that leaders do is to make good decisions because mm -hmm. they trigger everything else that happens inside an organization. And the reason that we believe so much in seven different stages is because to make good decisions, you sort of oscillate or ebb and flow between divergent thinking, which is spreading out and creating mm -hmm. more options, and then convergent thinking where you narrow down and mm -hmm. make decisions. Well, this stage, if stage one, if you think about it, looking at our foundations is very uh, divergent. You're, you're really opening up. Stage two is convergent. You're narrowing down to these are our strengths, limitations, opportunities, and challenges. Now we're saying with these strengths, limitations, opportunities, and challenges that we identified, how can we be convert, I'm sorry, divergent again and open up lots and lots of, of chances, lots of opportunities. Mm -hmm. So we have a very simple exercise, mm -hmm. but it is really dynamic mm -hmm. in creative strategic thinking. Okay. I, just really quick, I'm thinking of a quote, the history will be kind to me because I intend to write it. So this is the start of the writing process for yes. what our future can look like is, is what yes. I'm hearing you say. So yes. explain, the, explain the, the, the simple but highly effective tool. Go ahead, Prof. You're the one that wrote it up for the book. So go for it. Yes. Um, this is really uh, at the end of stage two, we come up with this log elements, uh, the strengths, uh, limitations, opportunities, and challenges. And as Ron explained earlier, we look at uh, the most critical ones uh, that we need to deal with. And uh, we came up with this uh, way of combining uh, the internal elements, which are strengths and limitations, with the external elements, which are the opportunities and uh, limitations uh, and uh, challenges, and uh, doing a combination to, to find out, for example, between uh, strengths and opportunities, uh, looking at the elements in those two cells, uh, what are the the possible options we can uh, we can we can use to take advantage of the strengths that we have, and at the same time uh, seize the opportunities that exist out there in the external environment, and uh, generating the uh, as many options as possible. And in the book, we actually show how to do this in a very uh, systematic way. What I think is so cool about this is that it's combining a systemic approach with great creativity. Yes. So to give you an example, we, we let's say that we had five vital strengths that we identified and we have five opportunities and five challenges. It could be any number, mm. but we would take strength number one and then we would combine it with opportunity number one. And we would say, when we combine these two together, what are three different options of what we could do to leverage that strength against this opportunity? Mm. Then we do the same thing with strength one and opportunity two, opportunity three, opportunity. So if you do that with strength one and five opportunities, you've all of a sudden got 15 options that you've created. Mm -hmm. Then you've got five challenges. So you compare strength one to your challenges. And now you end up with another 15 if you go uh, challenge one, two, three, four, five. 
Then you do the same thing with strength two with all of your opportunities and challenges, then strength three, strength four, strength five. You do the same thing with limitation one, two, three, four, five. It doesn't take long at all, and you've got literally hundreds of options that you're working with. Now, we're in the creative stage, so we're not making decisions yet. Mm. We're seeing how many different ways we can think about combining mm. our strengths and our limitations with the external opportunities and challenges. And the energy that's created by this is just phenomenal. I've seen groups in 45 minutes or an hour come up with two or three or 400 options using this systematic approach with creative thinking at the same time. And it does create a lot of energy. One of the challenges that I would normally see is people want to start evaluating those options immediately. And we tell them, please do not be tempted to evaluate those options. We'll evaluate them later. One of the, the interesting things is we have separated this stage from the one of selection, the evaluation stage, which is the next stage. And because we wanted to emphasize that creating the options is critical because that is where you, uh, if you don't create as many options as possible, you might end up uh, with a strategy that uh, does not include something that you did not consider because you never looked at the whole, the whole scope of uh, options. I was going to ask, so this really is a creative exercise. It's, it, it needs to happen in a no judgment zone. We're not going to yes. say, oh, oh, I like that idea. No, that'll, that would never work. Or we've done that before and it didn't work. It's blank slate, piece of paper. Let's get everything down we can think of. Yeah, and Dale, um, as a support to this, uh, Dr. Baia is an innovation expert and he's really done a lot to help us understand the whole concept of managing your ideas. So when you combine his work in another book that we co-authored called The Innovator's Advantage with this stage, you get even more and more depth. This whole idea of strategy in seven stages is that you can keep moving back and forth between the stages as you mm -hmm. learn new things. You never do it perfectly, so every year you're trying to add more value to the process. It is an ongoing journey, and this part of the journey is oftentimes, it's toward the middle, because we're in stage three out of seven. This part of the journey is often the thing that really helps people begin to see the value mm -hmm. of what was accomplished in stage one and stage two, that it's given us tremendous construct or a tremendous framework through which we can be creative it's a funny thing, but we can be creative in a more systematic and dynamic Mano. and, uh, and um, in a way that multiplies the possibilities for us to consider. Before I understood using this process, we would do creative thinking, but we might come up with 20 or 30 or 50 ideas. Mm -hmm. This is just, it just unloads all kinds of creativity by using this process. And actually it is not uh, surprising to find you creating in very few minutes um, 300 to 500 options. And this is where actually, this is the stage where there is a lot of energy because you get everybody involved. You are not judging any option and everybody get involved. Yes, I want to contribute. And you find, if you say, okay, between this, between this um, opportunity and this strength, please give me whatever options you think of. People say, can I give more than one? I say, yes, give me as many as you want. And this is where everybody gets excited. So, Dale, there are a couple things um, that I'm thinking of 
that I've experienced in this stage that would be valuable for us to, to talk about before we're finished. The first is, as in every stage, we talk about organizing people to leverage their strengths and neutralize their weaknesses. So we actually think about the people who are going to work on strengths and opportunities are the people who are the big picture thinkers. They're the people who are the visionaries, the people who th think, why not? We could do whatever we decide to do. Hmm. The people that we combine with the, uh, the strengths and the limitations are the people who are, I'm sorry, the strengths and the challenges are the people who are um, thinking about, yes, we can make progress, but we want it to be well thought out. Mm -hmm. We want it to be steady. We want to be intentional. Mm -hmm. The people who work on limitations and opportunities are the people who are very precise, the people who want to be very, very analytical, and they mm -hmm. want to really find where all the problems are. Mm -hmm. And the people who are working through the limitations and the challenges are the people who love to solve big problems. Mm -hmm. So we organize people into these four different groups based on their natural tendencies, mm -hmm. and it gets us much, much greater results as a consequence. So that's that's the first thing I wanted to comment on. The second thing is, is we get through this. Now what do you do when you've got three, 500, maybe even 1,000 ideas? Well, it's not that difficult for us to begin to organize these into themes based on the three internal factors that we looked at and the three external factors. So which themes are related to our organizational awareness, our organizational discipline, or our organizational energy? Which themes are related to our customers, our competitors, or the larger trends in society around us? And as we begin to organize these into themes, they're beginning to set the stage so that we'll be, pre be prepared to do a good job when we get to the next stage where we're going to be making strategic decisions. Okay. So when we're, we're done with this, this stage, and I know we're never done because of this virtuous cycle, but in the process, as we come to a place where we think we're ready to move to the next stage, beyond some comprehensive lists, what are some of the things that we're looking for to say, oh, we did this right? I would say one of the first things I'm looking for is the level of excitement that's generated by this stage and the level of confidence that people, so many people think of developing strategy as being this uh, difficult fortune telling or forecasting about the future and how can we know and as we move through this stage, because of both the work we did before this stage and what we accomplish in this stage, people are beginning to recognize that you can actually have a solid sense of where you want to go and why it's the right mm -hmm. direction for you to take. And it, again, it's this oscillation between divergent and convergent thinking back and forth that helps people begin to develop this deeper level of confidence and maybe for many people who are doing strategy this way for the first time, they all of a sudden have a lot more courage about what they're doing with strategy because it doesn't seem so ambiguous to them. For me, the, the, the most important thing is, of course, we have created very many options. But this is where we get people excited. And this is actually where we start getting the commitment to the strategy because everybody feels I have contributed towards the future strategy because I have come up with something that we could do in the future. And this is the time they say, I can't wait to get involved in the next stage because 
because uh, now this is where we start making choices. Okay. Our next conversation as we tee this up is going to be around strategic decision-making. Tim, uh, sorry, Ron gave us a a brief hint that that was coming up, but that will be the focus of the next conversation. Uh, Ron Price, Professor Tim Waima, and Evans Baya, the authors of Optimizing Strategy for Results. You can find more about the book at optimizingstrategyforresults.com. You can also find that book wherever you buy books, and we encourage you to pick it up. Um, It's a great companion to these conversations as you read through the book and listen to the conversations. Uh, It will help bring it to life even more for you. So that's the reason we're having these. We'll continue this in our next conversation with the next stage in the process. While you are right there hovering over your podcast player, whether it be YouTube or your other favorite podcast player app, please rate, review this podcast, subscribe if you have not done so already. We really appreciate it. Check out the website, optimizingstrategyforresults.com. And until next time, have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening to The Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org. 